And then I and then I thank God for the, for I make a gratitude list. I look out the window and I meditate a little bit just how how I'm grateful for the, the just the people going by and the sun and the rain and whatever. My health that I was able to run last night, you know. And then and then I look in the mirror and I review that list and I go, "You did a good job yesterday. Let's start with that today and even do better." Thank you for taking the time to come here early this morning. Early this morning. Early this morning. Now you were introduced to me through your classmate Mike Rogers. Yeah, Mike Rogers. The Mike Rogers Show. That's right. That's in, right. In Tokyo. And you guys went to school together. We were at Buena High School in Ventura. I don't want to say how long ago, but it was a long time ago. Okay. A lot of you listeners weren't born yet. All right. They sure weren't. They weren't. They weren't <laughs> born yet. Now you come to Japan often. Is this your first time here? First time. But, I, but now I come every day now that I'm here. Now that you're here, you come every day. I get up every day in the morning and I'm, I'm in Japan. So <laughs> Mike, I, I'm, very, I was, I'm very frequent. I was really impressed when Mike told me the movies that you've directed. Oh. I, I mean, no, no. So, you told, you, movies so I wrote. You, movies you, I wrote. You wrote those movies. Yeah, because I just became a director. I'm just, now this is my first direct. Well, I've directed a number of live action uh, short films and, okay. uh, and different projects. But that was a while ago. And then I got into writing primarily, and I, and I wrote um, 12, 13 movies, and mostly animated a couple of live action films. Okay, but tell me, give me, give me oh, some of the names. Okay, real quick. so first oh, film was All Dogs Go to Heaven. Right. Uh, then uh, Rockadoodle, then the Rugrats movies, mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, Clock Stoppers, uh, Are We There Yet with Ice Cube, Daddy Day Camp, uh, not Daddy Day Care, I wish, because Daddy Day Care was Eddie Murphy. And Daddy Day Camp was Cuba Gooding, who he did a good job, but they just didn't have the same budget. So he, didn't have, he didn't have the sporting cast that he needed. Um, uh, and then we did, um, what else did we do? Uh, Shrek 2, and did the Smurfs already. So there, I think that's You wrote them. Shrek 2? I was one of the writers. There one were of four of us. Four of you, okay. And it was a great team. And but the other ones you wrote by yourself? No, no. All, All Dogs Go to Heaven. All Dogs Go to Heaven and Rock and Doodle, I have sole credit on those. Okay. But the other ones, and even those, you, film is very collaborative, and I'm a, I am a collaborator. I, I like to bounce ideas off of other people. So I very quickly got a writing partner, so I worked with a really brilliant guy by the name of J. David Stem. Okay. And uh, we, we worked together for, again, longer than most of your viewers. We had a long time. No, my viewers, my viewers have been around for a while because okay. a lot of them are We've age. clocked at least yeah. 25 years together. 25 years together. Yeah, and um, we, do you have to edit some of this for family well, content? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Oh, okay. Because no, what I say true. is it was like a second marriage, okay. only with even less sex. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you had to throw that in there. Because <laughs> we, we, we didn't have any sex, but okay. but but it was a, but it was it was like a marriage, and that we really had to learn how to work together. You well, know, listen, in any intense. partnership is. Yeah, yeah. Any partnership is. Someone told me a long time ago, and I think this is so true: men are closer together than men and women would ever be close together. Women are close together with women. The reason why there's a true love. If you have a guy, and if you don't, if you don't have sex involved with it. Mm -hmm. That's a true relationship. People who say that men and women can have a perfectly pure friendship, and it's there's zero if if they're both heterosexual, and right. there's now maybe now and then it, it's a, it, but the movie Harry Met Sally that was the whole point of the movie. Thank you. Right. He said that. And right. He even said that. That there. was the point that's of the movie. The point of the movie. Period. Yeah, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the way and, it is. That's I, the way we were made. Right now, by the way, there's always exceptions, but the exception is the rule. That's right. Right. So. And I've, I've, had, I've had some very close friendships with women, a few, 
But if you want me to be super honest, I always find them attractive. And there's always a question in the back of my mind. What if? I wonder. And, but not even I want to. They, they, there's moment, there've been women where I go, that would never work. Right. And that would be a disaster and that would ruin a great friendship. There you go. I'm not going down that road. Right. But to say that that road isn't there. Isn't there. <laughs> I just think that's not honest, usually. Again, there's exceptions. There are probably people out there that say, I absolutely have a pure, total friendship with but this there, woman. There's no are, feelings. And that's either, the exception. And, yeah, and that woman, uh, it's usually the woman saying that. <laughs> um, or or it's a, if a guy is saying it, he might be gay, you know? That's true. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> we either. don't. We, we don't. don't. David, where were you born? I was born in Bakersfield, California. Bakersfield? I used to go hunting in Bakersfield all the time. Well, Jackrabbits and okay. cottontail and everything. <laughs> not, no, not, listen, I used to go hunting in Bakersfield, really, honestly. The joke I was going to make was, well, it's, I was Jewish, and that's why we left Bakersfield. <laughs> we left Bakersfield, okay. <laughs> we used to go hunting. We used to go hunting all the time there. Ah. Love going to Bakersfield. In Lancaster, we used to go out to Lancaster yeah. as well. So you grew up there from what age to what age? I was born in Bakersfield because there was no hospital in Shafter. Okay, how far is that from Bakersfield? Shafter's about 10, 10 miles from Bakersfield, okay. but it's, when I was there, there were 4,500 people there, Okay. and it looked like Mayberry RFD. All right. And we left there when I was two. And to where? To, to Ventura. Ventura, California. Yeah, Ventura, that's down the street from me, LA. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you, a lot of people think you live in the valley when you no, say that's, Ventura. No, you're right, now, you're right next door. You're next right door. Because there's, the, there's Ventura Boulevard. That's right, that's and right. someone says, oh, you're from Mencino. And I'm like, no. no. Ventura County, because Ventura was all orchards. And orchards and Orchards and oil fields. Okay. You used to say it was like Oklahoma by the sea. That's right. And um, it was like... So you grew up there from what age? From two until uh, I left for college. And you have siblings? I do, thank how God. Many, how I many? have a, a three brothers and a sister. There's five of us. Where, where, are you, where are you set? Dead in the middle. Okay, so I, you have... Well, who's above you? I got two older brothers. Whoa. I got the accountant, uh, real estate mogul guy who's... No, no, there's, there's two above you. So it'd be accountant, real no, estate... No, no, that's one guy. <laughs> Are you? Say, oh, really? He, he ain't that a mogul? He, he, he's, okay, okay, he's an accountant, and he's the more, first. He's the first, and he's a trumpet player, and he's a musician, and he's he's delightful. And then the next one is my brother Bobby. That's not David. He's not a David as well. No, no, it? that's Scotty. Okay, Scotty. Scotty. And then Bobby is a lawyer, and he's an advocate. And you say Lancaster. He works out of Lancaster. Okay. He commutes there. From, he's an advocate for children who come from troubled families. Mm -hmm. So he represents them in a case where the parents maybe are in jail right. or doing drugs or something. Right. So he's he's like an angel for them. Okay. And I've right. watched him do amazing things. And right. he's really a very respected, uh, lovable. He's a, he's the bear hugger of the family. And then uh, then me, I got lost in the middle, so I became the entertainer. To hey, I'm here, look at me. See, I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> you know, you get pictures. How many, but how many is between you and the oldest? Uh, we're about four, four and a half. He, it was two, and then one and a half. So three and a half. Four years, the, and then one and, and a half oldest. between me and then oh, the that's next close. one. Then you guys were all tight all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really yeah. close. Yeah, there yeah. was no love lost there. You guys were right together. Well, we were the three musketeers. <laughs> I've got recordings of my grandmother Sophie, the Russian-born. Okay. Oh, that like David, a, he's a, such a troublemaker. The other boys even get him into trouble, but oh, that David, he's there, <laughs> and they're not listening to Grandma Sophie. No, I mean, I'm recording of this. It goes on and on. <laughs> You know. Wait. So wait. After you, then you have two sisters. Then I have a sister. A sister. She's the she and she was sort of a tomboy because she was stuck with us. How many years after you? She's two years after me. Oh, your dad and mom were not playing around. They were. And then yeah. and then the fifth one. Uh, Stevie is two years after her. And uh, so you guys were just one big happy family. We were we were we were wonderful. We were rambunctious and but we weren't troublesome in the 
Nobody got into drugs or did cr criminal did, things. We, but we, we locked the teacher in the closet okay. and we climbed out you the were window. You homeschooled or something? No, no. Okay. But like at, at Temple Beth Torah at the Sunday school, okay. we, like I broke all the pencils and put them down the vent and we would shout into the vent into the next room about the rabbi. We were, we were hooligans, but of an innocent, annoying sort. You know? What's your sister doing now? She's retired. God bless her. Well, wait, wait, wait. She's younger than you guys. Wait. Yeah. She's retired. What'd she do? Well, she worked for the county, so they were they retired at a more normal age, you know. So she retired at fifty five, probably. Okay, fifty five. I think. Yeah. She had she, kids. All of you she have had beautiful kids. kids. All of you have kids. Everybody has kids. Uh, yeah, Scotty has uh, stepkids. Beautiful stepkids. Okay. Okay. So Scotty, what does he do? He's the youngest. He's Scotty's the oldest. Stevie's I mean, the youngest. Stevie's so Stevie youngest. is. Uh, he's amazing. He's a consultant. And he basically helps companies, usually nonprofits, arts. Um, he helps a lot of ch wonderful charities and stuff raise money, okay. uh, do building campaigns, uh, and he does. Um, he helps educational groups work together better. He takes them on retreats and gets all the personnel working together. And so you guys stayed close all. We, yeah, we get together, and you've always been close. Yeah, well, then that's that has a lot to say about your mother and father. Yeah, what was that? What did dad do? So dad was a music teacher. He okay. was basically Mr. Holland. Okay. In fact, when I saw that movie, I was kind of upset that I didn't think to do that because right. he was a he did teach driver's ed, and uh, and he did and he ran in the orchestra and the band three bands at the same school you went to. No, he was very careful. His kids should not go to his school. There were two, we were at the Crosstown Rival. We okay. lived near the school we went to right. as kids, and he rode his bike, you know, the six or seven miles to the school he worked at. And mother took care of you, all five of you, as a full-time job. Well, she was also a nurse, so she worked part-time as a nurse. My goodness. And, uh, and when we were little, I remember there was like a, a there was a, a, a maid or a, a you know, a, a housekeeper that would come and watch us a little bit, but my mom was there my memory is her being there almost all the time. What do you attribute to your closeness with your brothers and sisters that your mother and father did? What um, did they put in place? Well, we got lucky with that. They, but they were wonderful. Dad was kind of, he was, he, when we were growing up, he was funny and warm to the world. And then he came home and he was exhausted. <laughs> and, he, and he went in his room with the newspaper and he was kind of quiet at, for a while. And then my mom was this warm, loving nurse who was also a, a, she liked she took tap dance lessons so she was she loved show business but so she took tap dance and was with the local ladies would put on a recital with Billy Clower's dance studio okay. every you know twice a year or something and I think they even danced with my dad's high school music group like they would do that so there was would some he danced too no no he played the trumpet and he was he was the first trumpet he was principal trumpet for the for the Santa Barbara Symphony and for the Ventura County Symphony and whenever a Broadway show came to Ventura County he was principal trumpet in the pit. And I used to go and watch those rehearsals. And I would sit in the pit with him at the end of the show. And during the rehearsals, I'd sit up and watch. And I, I sort of fell in love with musicals. So your grandmother was his, his mother? Yeah, Grandma Sophie was. Sophie was his mother. Russian born. Yeah. She, what about your mother's parents? They were born here, but they were, their mother, who I knew also. When you say here, you mean here? Where's here? Okay, they were born in Chicago. Oh, I meant well, to say. Yeah, yeah, they were born in Chicago. Yeah, you're right. I'm, <laughs> I'm in Japan. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> Born here, I was like, oh, well, we're okay, talking about Russia. Be, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, you had to, you had to leave Russia then too. There's a lot of people. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, good point. They were born in Chicago. Okay. And their parents, uh, Russian and Romanian and Polish. They were also Russian too. Well, my parents were born in Chicago. Her parents, her parents were born in in uh, Minneapolis. But they were Russian. Their their parents Russian were Russian. Russian, Russian, Russian Polish. Father. Okay, right. Eastern European. So Jews. both of you had very similar 
grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandparents. The one one grandparents were sort of the, the they were the more well to do, like okay. they had a car, okay, and he, they had a business and stuff. And the others were more the Russian, uh, the poor, poor poorer Jews. Okay, and so there was a little class distinction Between rivalry. Who, whose side was whose? Mom's was more well to do. Well to do. Dad, so dad. he was always spending his. Okay, I got you. Yeah, dad was always felt like he he he, he didn't want to take something. money from her parents. And they didn't have a ton of money, but they, had but they were more generous. And yeah, I hear. Yeah, wow. They had so, a car, but they passed, and they passed away early or something. Uh, my oh. mom passed away when I was nineteen. Oh wow! And my dad oh. passed away just nine years ago. So I had him a long time. Did he ever marry again? He never did. He was so in love with her. Oh wow! And uh, those were the days too. That's the kind of person. Yeah. Was he in World War Two? Uh, no, he was. He was Korea, but he was. Um, but he he played in the in the Marine Band. Okay. So he marched around so in the U.S. Right. and he didn't yeah. have to go. And that was, okay. I think, part of his plan was he mm -hmm. wanted to, mm -hmm. he loved music. He was invited to play with the President's Marine Band, and, but that required a longer stint in the military. So he decided to teach instead and he just did his couple years of service. And he was a marksman and a trumpet player. How old did he make it to? He was 70, no, he was 82. I was going to say, he said it a while ago, he couldn't have been 70 yeah. something. No, he was 82. Okay, 80. Yeah, he had Alzheimer's. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. So how long did he have Alzheimer's? Was that a long About seven years. Seven years. But, you know, we were really lucky because he, he, um, he turned into this, this teddy bear, this warm, sweet, and he was, the last, like, 20 years, like, he was kind of distant emotionally when we were growing up, and he was, but he was worried about it. He had five kids, he was a teacher, didn't have enough money, he was putting everybody through college, he was saving every dime, and we always thought he was kind of cheap. He would sell encyclopedias on the weekend, and at nights he would give trumpet lessons, and he, would, he, did, he did other jobs for the county, he would run the community concert band for the adults. He was always working, and every dime he saved, so he would get upset at my mom if she bought grapes that weren't on sale. And we were always like, he's so cheap, and we couldn't buy, like, we bought beef jerky once on a camping trip, and he was like, why'd you let them buy beef jerky? That's a nickel. And that's, you know how much, that's like, that's like $16 a pound. She said, but I didn't buy a pound, I bought a nickel's worth, you know? <laughs> so there, and we were, and then, so then when we were older, like when it was time, was coming from. because then there was money to help us uh, with, we had, I had my kid needed some special needs in education, and suddenly there was money for that. How many children do you have? I have two. Too. And yeah. one needed special education. Yeah, one had some dyslexia. Okay. They both had a little dyslexia and learning disability. So they needed extra tutoring and they needed extra... Girl and a boy. Girl and a boy. And there, there was dad. And then to buy a house, we needed a little extra help with the down payment. And there was dad. They were there. And there to finish film school, when I went to go to film school, even though I said, go to med school, I'll pay for it. You're on your own with film school. But then near the end of film school, because I was doing well, and he was like, he lent, he lent me money. But then when I went to try and pay him back, he said, no, you, you can't. So he was, all that money that he saved, when we actually it needed it, yeah, there you go. he gave it to us. And when he died, he had a little leftover to give yeah. my kids he had money for right, education. Right, right. You, didn't, you guys didn't go into anything. He had his estate that he could hand over to you and say, Love, And he did it on, this a, what I did. on a teacher's salary Isn't that with five kids who, that all went to, who all went to college on Isn't his it? dime. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, he was something. When he had his, he, wait, don't forget he had his wife helping him. And she, she, she was, was raising the kids. Yeah, yeah, sure. They were a team. And, and, right. and I think because of their, uh, my mom's early passing, we, we got closer together. Oh. And she battled some depression, oh, too. Did she? And so she was warm and giving anyway, like she fought through it. And, um, and that, that brought us together, I think. And so we, we get together every month, uh, twice on Zoom. And we just talk for an hour. My family just kids. started doing that because my mother's 93 years old. Ah. And we just started doing this 
that the first first week of every month we get together on Zoom, beautiful. including my mother. It's beautiful. And wow. we're talking about her estate planning, everything oh. we're doing. And I said, this is fantastic. We just started doing it. It's this beautiful. is going to be the third yeah. time. This oh. coming next month will be the third time we've done it. Beautiful. That's I'm beautiful. loving it. Yeah. I think we, we just talk. We just, what's going on? Everyone gets a couple minutes. We hear, we hear about eight minutes, right? Just because we want to keep it to an hour because we got to do those things. But you just say whatever's on your mind. Here's what, I'm, here's what my kids are doing. I'm worried about my son. Or I hear my daughter's doing this other thing. Or whatever's going on in anybody's life, we just share and it's so, we couldn't do it when we were younger because our kids were so full, you know, we just were so busy with our lives. But now we're all a little older, the kids are doing their own thing and doing better and it's like, hey, we could get together. How old are your kids now? Uh, my daughter's 25, 25 and my son's 23. And they've both finished college already. Uh, they, they decided to go right to work. And they so, went to work. Well, they, 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 they did some college, my son learned some welding and, it, and he's now doing some startup stuff. He didn't, he's not doing that but he's doing some startup stuff. Mm -hmm. And my daughter is, uh, is training to run, a, she wants to run a beauty a salon, uh, a spa. And so she's working at a spa and she's taking classes to get a certificate, a, a state certificate okay. that will allow her to treat people. And towards, she wants to work towards doing uh, skincare for cancer patients, okay. which is kind of neat. And your wife? Uh, she's she's uh, divorced from me. And oh, so, really? yeah, we're, I'm single now, so yeah. Okay, I was going to ask you why you look so yeah. happy. Now, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is a happy guy, is a happy marriage. That doesn't seem right. I had a happy marriage. I believe you. For okay. up to us, we were 25 years. We, we pulled off 25, 25 years. years. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. I've been, uh, we've been apart four years. Okay. And, uh, yeah. That's interesting. That's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that because, mm. you know, I mean, it's something happening to a lot of people. That's for sure. It's unfortunate. It, it happens something to most, say, most half, at least half marriages, I think. Don't you think? Yeah. I don't know how natural marriage really is, and I don't <laughs> think that it is. No, it's hard. Even a business, a partnership, we talked about at the beginning, to have a partnership. I think the way that we approach it makes it, from the start, wrong. We get a piece of paper, it's almost like getting a diploma, and now it's like ownership. You don't own that person. Yeah, no, They no. still have a lot, but, we, <laughs> but tell me we don't think that. We expect yeah. them to, to fall in line, a certain line. You've got to appease certain things that I believe in that you don't know anything about. <laughs> a, lot lived, of ex, a lot of expectations. I've lived more than 20 years by myself. Right. Now I get with another person who's lived more than 20 years by themselves without me. And we're supposed to, because of this piece of paper, come to agreements. It's tough. And then you throw kids in the mix. Right. That's when you really find out that's not the way I... You turn it to the left. I always turn to the right. Yeah. And I'm sure it should be turned to the right. <laughs> there's a lot of luck involved. I know. Tell me about I it. know a handful of couples. And there's. I know a lot of couples that make it all the way, which I think is wonderful. But that doesn't mean they're happy. That's what I say. And there's a hand, There's a handful of those that are happy. That's right. There's a handful that are happy, and that's pretty miraculous. That what do they say? Good. There's a famous joke. Why? Why is divorce so expensive? Because it's worth it. <laughs> you know, like I'm not, I never. I never. Heard, I never I'm not. That. I'm not a proponent of divorce, and I, I would. I would have rather that our marriage. Had, had, had made it. But the truth was, and, and look, I was, I was a control freak. And so I was like, I was like, and all that's not the color change. of the paint. Oh, I forgot no, to no. mention, that's not going to change. That's not going to change. David just got through rearranging all of this in here, right. took my cameras, put them in different positions. This is fantastic. I love it because I'm trying to make this podcast everything I can. But David here. I just want to. See, 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 yeah. This is, I'm not this a control is, freak. I'm a control enthusiast. Okay, I just want to make that. And I'm actually, I've actually, um, I'm working on that. And in fact, I would say my daughter will tell you 
because I saw that, and I wasn't I wasn't angry about it. Well, no, I would, angry, get, but you I, would didn't. I would get angry, but I would I, I wouldn't yell because I was. You just get pouty and I, I get, sit back in, and, yeah. and now you're not going to be comfortable. And then and she want to go somewhere, and you say no. I don't want to go. That's and that's worse than being yelling. Of course it is. Yeah, and I would do that. So that's my style. That's yeah, that's bad stuff. But that's my style. But I caught that, and I and I <laughs> I got into a I got into a program that helped me with that. Okay. And I turned that around. All right. And so how so? What do you do? What do you what do you do to turn it around? How do you know? Um, so I got involved with a, a group that does. They used some twelve step recovery steps. Stuff, okay, very similar right? to you, right? Like, called, no, 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 based on that kind of based program, on that, right. I didn't have any chemical dependencies. Right. So it was just it was a program that used those tools to just right. help you be a better person. Okay. Basically, and you had partners and stuff. Like there are other, other guys in this team that okay. were doing that, and and a couple mentors, and 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 we worked on letting other people live their life. But I have to say, it's been so good for me. The first six months, really hard, really sad. I, I like the idea of being married and going off into the sunset together and retiring together. Yeah. You should hold on, David. Now tell me about the things that make you excited. Why are you in Japan right now? I am having such a good time here? in Japan. Just I am here. Yeah, yeah. I'm here to, to uh, direct a movie. So I'm directing an animated film. Um, and I can't talk too much about it yet because okay. it's early on. And Does it involve animals? No, I won't say that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, dude, dude, don't tell me anything. There don't tell me anything. There's, some, there's animals and people, and I can tell you it takes place in the future, and it's a family adventure film. Okay. Right? And it's a lot of fun. It's funny. Can you see who you're doing it touching. with? Is it with well, there's, is a com- big, there's a big animation company here called Toei Animation, mm-hmm. and they have a, a subsidiary that they formed for this project called uh, Ten Animation Magic. It's T-E-N with a H at the end, 10 Animation Magic. And it's a wonderful little startup. And uh, they did a fantastic project with Sola. It's actually part of another company called Sola. And they did a project recently, a Blade Runner animated uh, te- television show that is just really good, doing gangbusters. And so it's that group, that team. And uh, we're doing it, trying to do a, 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 we are doing a big, beautiful animated film to try and enter that marketplace with Disney and DreamWorks and Sony and all those guys. We're doing it with not quite as as um, as big a crew. They have hundreds and hundreds of people, but we've got a super talented um, crew from all over the world, and they're based here in Japan. How and long do you How long do you plan on being here? Well, the, the plan it was originally for about a year, and I've been on the project since March. I've been in Japan since November, mm-hmm. and um, so. But I'm I'm hopeful we're going to have a successful film on our hands. Then I'll stay and do some more. Oh, that's that's, that's the, 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 the big plan. The big picture plan is to let this be a going concern. And I, I love my crew, and I love my, uh, my, the team, and I love Toy, the guys that they, they brought me over have been so good to me. And they set me up with a, just a great, um, they had some relocation people help me find a place to live, and they helped me with all the paperwork. So it's been Japan in an easy, easy way. Well, Japan is just a and beautiful so, place to be. Oh, the people are so gracious. And I, mean, I was looking out my window when I was first here for quarantine, and there was a little vegetable market down there. And the people just, you could just tell they loved, if they didn't love what they were doing, they, they sure did. made it look like it. Because just the care they took, they were out there getting all the vegetables just sort of perfect and treating the customers with all this care. and. You know, I, I went to the gym, and when you leave, they, they hey, you know, let's go to some days. Very glad you were here, kind of thing. And they greet you, you know, hi, Gazimus, when you come in. You're going to pick up real quick. I've you never tried to speak Japanese. Well, you knew you were coming. So I knew I was coming, but I only, I, because I you know, could never tell when I was coming. It was like, they, it was just with COVID. It, I just, you know what? This may never happen, the, right. the coming here part. Right. We may finish the movie before I get into the country. So I said, you know what? I'll start learning Japanese when it looks like it's really happening. And I only had about a week's notice. So. 
<laughs> so I, I, I had a, well. a tutor who started tutoring me a couple hours a day or hour a day just for like two weeks, a week That's or neat. two. Yeah. That's neat. Wow. So what got you into movies in the first place? I mean, when you got into... In high school, were you doing movies? Okay, I didn't know about movies until later. I was about, uh, I was about theater. I was a big theater. I loved musical theater because my dad and the so trumpet. acting part? I loved singing and dancing. I was you a, singing? I was a song and I, I get a lot of requests when I sing, okay. but I sing anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I love singing. Like you know, I, I love either you are closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are unaware of the caliber of disaster indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. Well, you got trouble, my friends. So I was that kind of a. That's you know, nice. It was, Look it was at you. musical comedy was like a rap. Truth the, I was a truth lesbian. I was a ham, is what I was. It goes back to trying. You to be. I needed the attention because okay. nobody in the family saw me. There are family pictures where you can see everybody doing something fascinating, and me kind of going, <laughs> "I'm here. What about me?" You know. Um, so that was it, and then I, so I did all the talent shows and spring sing, and uh, I was in all the school plays that I could be in, and all that, and then, and then I got a business degree to just so I could make a living because my dad was terrified, you know, mm. that I would never make a living. Right. And then a great theater professor at Pepperdine told me I should go to film school because he said there's not a ton of money in the West Coast in theater. And if you want to move to New York, there's still very hard to make a living, but there's at least a lot of theater. And I'm not mm -hmm. going to New York. So I went to film school and mm -hmm. went to USC and got really USC. lucky and got in there because wow. they have a great film school. They have a great everything. Uh, I, I, medical Yeah, they, medical it's, it's, a, it's a pretty fancy school. Yeah. But I was amazed I got in because I didn't have any film background. But uh, they teach you. How, they want people with a point of view. Okay, and you and had that. I had a point of view. I was, by the time I got into film school, I was a born-again Christian. So I was born Jewish, and we were Reformed Jews. So we were kind of, you know, we'd go to Temple on Friday night and have dinner, and then we'd go to the high school and watch the football game because my dad's pep band was marching. You know, he was directing the pep band. And... So it was a you know a Saturday morning we'd mow the lawn and ride our bikes and stuff. So I, it wasn't a really uh, observant kind of Jewish like, but but it was important. My parents thought it was important that we be Jewish, and so they were proud of that. But since it wasn't like central to our to our lives as a kid, and all my friends were Christians, all my friends in Ventura, there were only a handful of Jewish families. So I sort of started wandering into the church more more to hang out with my friends, and because the church was so pretty, right, right, you know, right, <laughs> they, right, had, right, right. they had more uh, stuff. Right, they had more stuff around there. Yeah, right, right. yeah. The difference between Ornaments. the men and the boys, right, the right. price of the toys. They had more toys in they the church. Toys, yeah. Big organ and choirs yeah, and robes right, 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 right. and you know all that carpet. That's right. A lot of rooms to run around for hide and seek. So I would go, but eventually, you know, it got to me, and I became a born again Christian, and um, I did that for fifteen years. You were married? No, I, ma I married, got married after that. And, um, but she's Jewish. No, I met her in the church. Which church? Uh, in the Presbyterian church, because that's where I was going. So she's Presbyterian. She was, and then she converted to Orthodoxy. And we, because we got, in, we got so involved in Judaism, we became Orthodox Jews. So I'm wearing my little, I know, I know. My little hat. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, she wanted to make the kitchen kosher, and, and I was terrified of that. But we did that, which is one of the reasons, like I said, there was a lot of beautiful stuff in our marriage. And she was a great mom, and she raised those kids so beautifully. She really made a Jewish home, which is a beautiful thing for a family. Mm -hmm. So we had these Friday night dinners, and she would bake this challah that was just incredible challah every Friday night. So that you know, we talked about some of the right, troubles, right, but right. there were there was a reason. Twenty five years, of course, there was a lot of beauty to this marriage, and um, so we did that slowly. We slowly, but we we were married in the church under a chuppah with a Jews for Jesus rabbi. <laughs> so that was in the kind of middle period. 
And then we slowly, uh, we can do another podcast at some point about how that transition happened. But we slowly transitioned into just being an Orthodox Jewish family. And we did that until until this day, you know, for me. Anyway, I'm still doing that. And, uh, yeah, and it's been really rich. And so I'm involved with the Jewish community here. There's a local Chabad, Rabbi Mindy, and his wife, Hannah, are amazing. And I spent some time up at the JCC with uh, Rabbi Andrew and and his wife. And it's a great crew up there. Have you met Big David? The uh, builder, really big tuna. I would, I would probably know that. Brings in tuna. I haven't he met him. Oh well, I met a big, I met a judo champion. I think he's like a sixteen-year-old kid that's a judo champion. Sixteen-year-old um, kid. Yeah, Noah. He's amazing. His yeah. dad is a David, I think. He's a member here, maybe. David Libowitz. 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 Do you know? Yeah, him? I know David Libowitz. Yes. Yeah, his his yeah. son, I think, is a okay. judo champ. Okay. I think. Yeah, so I met that. Good community. So anyway, I got into show business because I needed... That's the David I'm talking about. He brings in tuna? He's he's huge. He's a big guy. He's built chess. He's He's big. He's, that's David. That's David Lewis. I thought I knew the name. Oh, that's, I met that's him. David. Well, his yeah. son is bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the son's really something. Yeah. Son's a judo champ. Yes, yeah. So He has two boys, yeah. Yeah, so they're great. Anyway, I got into show business to fill a void. Okay. That's really what was happening. Mm-hmm. And and uh, eventually, slowly started to fill that void with with uh, a higher power and with uh, with the service and and with being enough and and being grateful to be on this planet. I like the way you said that this morning. I like being on this. I wake up in the morning and I I, I thank God for my soul. I literally this little prayer in the Jewish prayer book, where the first thing we say is before you get out of bed. Thank you for giving me back my soul. I got my contract renewed for another day. There you go. Thank you for that. Uh, you've given it back to me with compassion. And, uh, and you have faith in me. That's why you gave it. Because you think I can do it today. Thank you. That's the first thing we say in the morning. Wow, it's be- and I say it every morning. It is beautiful. And I don't get out of bed until I've heard all the words. Because I usually just say it, rattle it off in yeah, you do it in Hebrew. You do it in Hebrew. Yeah, Modani lefanachai melachai vikayam shehekazar tabi. You've given me back my soul, nishmati. You put back inside me, nishmati, my soul, bechemla with compassion. But your father didn't speak to you in Hebrew. Did no, he? no. So they, when they did sent, you learn? When did you learn Hebrew? They sent us to Hebrew school. They had, did, and I oh, had a bar mitzvah. Okay. I don't speak Hebrew. Anim and debeir vit. I speak very little Hebrew. I go to Israel whenever I can, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I and I try and learn a little Hebrew. But I learned the prayer book because the, you say the prayers over and over, the repetition, mm, right. which I learned from my father because he played the trumpet like that. Repetition, repetition, repetition. So we repeat the same prayers and over the course of time, I, now I read them in English because I have a prayer book that has the Hebrew with the English under each word. So it's, it looks like the way Yoda speaks, you know, help you I will, <laughs> praise you I will. My soul gave back to me, you did. <laughs> There's a lot of that. <laughs> so, so you know, George Lucas wasn't that far off. He wasn't. You know? he wasn't yeah, he wasn't. so uh, the force is, is with me. And um, just a bigger force. Um, so I think it's probably the same force he had in mind. But, but so you, you slowly it goes in, especially if you sing it. A lot of the prayers are sing-song. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, and it, there's a power. It's like the original tongue, they say, Loshan HaKodesh. It's the holy tongue, like when God spoke and made the world. Like God spoke, right? And it came into being. Well, what did he say? And according to our sages, he spoke in Hebrew. Right. Right? And there's a lot of words. I get excited when I'll see words in different languages. And I go, wait a minute. That word is Hebrew. That's Hebrew. There you go. Uh, yeah. It goes back, you know, thousands and thousands of years. 
David, we could talk and talk, and I can tell, I can tell. How would you, what would you like to end the podcast with? We're going to end about now. Oh, end on an up note, baby. I think yeah. gratitude is is that I, I really, I, um, that business of looking for, for uh, filling up that hole now, I think everyone that I know deep down is looking for a meaningful life. That's what people want. They want a life of purpose. And so I think, and they so often pursue that uh, by trying to get their to-do list done. That was my addiction, was if I could just get enough done. And I would start my day with going, oh my God, I'll never get it all done. And I would end my day by saying, oh my God, I didn't get nearly enough done. You did this for how many years? Too many years. Now, happily, I'm a happy guy. So there was, you know, my wife wouldn't have stayed for 25 years if I was like that all the time. (laughs) Um, So, so, you know, just the last couple years were rough. But, and there were rough years here and there, but there were many beautiful years because both of us had the good sense to be grateful and to do this business. But in the last five or 10 years, I have begun to start my day by reviewing a list I made the night before. And I learned this from my mentor. And, 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 uh, and he basically said, make a list of the things that pleased you today. It's not even a gratitude list. I do that in the morning. There's just things that pleased me. I had a great cup of coffee. I had an incredible conversation with this guy, Lance. And the twinkle in his eye, which I will remember when I leave here, and your smile, that's going to go on the list. Like, what a thing to sit with somebody. Look at this smile and this twinkle, right? If you don't see that, then you're not seeing Mm. Clearly, right? So that they say the light of the soul is through the through, through eyes. the eyes. Yeah, that's right. That's that's from the Bible. I believe that. And and so I I make a list of things that pleased me. A cute girl on the train smiled at me. I I could tell from her eyes because her mouth was covered, you know. Um, and the trees. I love looking at trees. And I would, in the morning, I'd spend a little time watching. I look for something moving. That sense of movement, kinetic. Mm-hmm. That's life. The things mm-hmm. are moving. And I'm not doing that. I'm not moving that. And there it goes. Perspective. Most of what's happening in the world is happening just fine without me. And even the things that aren't going well, statistically, even, God forbid, like what's going on in Ukraine, it's terrible. But the number of lives right now that are going okay, where they're not being bombed and you're not being killed, statistically, there are more miracles happening every second of goodness. And if we look at that, we have to look at the dark side because we have to see our part in helping fix it. We have to raise that's money. World. That's the and, world. Right, that's, that's the, the world. The yin, the yang, yeah. however you want to look at it. Right, so that's and it. Ne- it's never going to change. No. So purposeful, meaningful life, I have to look at the things that please me and then the things I did well. Because there's a lot of things I did well. Like I, I took a phone call from a friend who was having a hard time and I listened. I, I stopped interrupting them. As you can see, I'm an interrupter. And I'm trying to learn how not to interrupt and just be present. So that list... I review that list in the morning, and I go, "Wow, I had a great day yesterday." And then I and then I thank God for the, for I make a gratitude list. I look out the window and I meditate a little bit just to have, how I'm grateful for the, the, just the people going by and the sun and the rain and whatever. My health that I was able to run last night, you know. And then and then I look in the mirror and I review that list and I go, "You did a good job yesterday. Let's start with that today and even do better." And then I go off feeling great. And that lasts about five minutes, and then I'm like, oh my God, my taxes. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that, no, that happens. I hear you, I hear you. But because I had that foundation in the morning, I can get back to it all during the day. And by the end of the day, so now my day ends with, thank you for a great day. Thank you for a great day. And then it, it starts with, hey, that was a great day. Let's have a great day. And it's just a better set of bookends. Same day, same challenges, same difficulties. Still got to figure out the taxes. And... But it's just a different way to live. 
and, it, and then I look for ways to be of service and to, to, to listen, even just shutting up and listening. And it's a more meaningful, purposeful life. And then I'm happy. And now putting on a show is because it gives me joy and it gives other people joy instead of I need it. Which was always before hard because when the show ended before you'd be depressed. Because, oh, there goes my meaning. That's there right. goes my, That's oh, my right. checklist. <laughs> okay, I got a rush. You get endorphins. You get dopamine sure, finishing sure, the checklist. Sure do, sure do. But then the checklist doesn't get done, and then you're freaked out. That's right. So when that's a bonus, and when you, and when it does get done, it's kind of like an anticlimax. It's empty. At it's the empty. end, it's good it's for a moment or two, good for a moment and then you got to get there. the next checklist. So that's that's what I would end on: is okay. set the checklist aside, and and find your purpose, being present in the moment. That's David. That's okay. Oh, give me this. Come on. Oh no, this is great. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All of you watching this podcast, remember, it's all on loan, so continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed. Oh, man.